So when I was 16, my grandpa gave me his old camper van. It was a GMC 1997 Savannah, and we built it out to be a comfortable camper together, and I ended up living in that and traveling for eight years. And then I lived in a backpack for four years after that, just cooking on a jet boil and sleeping in a tent um, full time. And then I saved up a bunch of money through truck driving to go on a motorcycle trip all the way down to Ushuaia. And then when COVID happened, we were together and we just saw this bus on offer up. And once we looked at it and once we'd walked around and realized that it was like the high ceiling to Colin's body and it was something we really wanted to do, we just impulse purchased it and yep. went for it. And started building and the dream became a reality after that pretty quickly. When it comes down to the dream of seeing a bus and then make it into reality, especially with something you guys did, there's that gap period of actually working on it and struggling and going day to day mm -hmm. trying to get something done. Yeah. And you guys went above that. So I think it's a unique perspective of the dream and working through the build to get to the finished product. So I'd love for you to unpack that a little bit, what that was like for you guys. And it's not like, um, you know, drama porn to where trying to make you make it sound bad, but it's like the reality okay. of the dream. And then you have to, then, then comes the, the first step of the marathon, yeah. right? Yeah. Definitely. So I'd love for you to unpack that a little bit and how that worked for you guys. Okay. Yeah, definitely. You got it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so starting with the bus build, uh, the dream blossomed and we were really excited, went through our demo, demolition process really, really fast, had all of the oomph and power behind us. And then reality of the situation kind of hits and you're in a situation where you realize how much work actually really has to go into building a vehicle. And I really struggled with focusing on too much of the future product and oh, when it looks like this or when we have this built. And I was having a hard time staying concentrated and in my present moment. So every day we would start the morning with writing a to-do list of what we wanted to accomplish from that day. And we called it our purpose book. So when we woke up, we knew what was our purpose that day, what we needed to stay focused on. And that really was the fuel behind our our. Uh, our fire, excuse me, to drive us to stay focused and stay motivated every day. Yeah, what um, would you say? Yeah, we just had to keep on chugging and not freak out about the scale of the project because we would want to put a lot of beauty and like detail into a small thing and then it would just feel like insane building a bookshelf for four days. You're like, yeah. how are we ever going to make it to the bed? You know, and then like how are we ever going to, you know, finish the kitchen at this rate? But we just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And we finished the bus in Arizona. And as the temperature just kept getting warmer and warmer and warmer, we started pulling like 10 hour days and then 12 hour days. And then like, I don't know, 24 hour days. Yeah. <laughs> near, the, near the tail end of it, I'd say that was also such a motivator because we were so close and it was becoming to feel so real and so beautiful mm. that getting to that final product uh, was also a huge motivator for us as well. So <clears throat> you had this, this big dream, you're, you're chugging away and now you're on the road, you're living the, the lifestyle, present day now. 
So when it comes down to the overall feel, the vibe of being able to look around and be on the road, how does that actually feel? Is that like a daily reminder of things you did? Like you look at your bookshelf and you remember putting in the dows, you remember every aspect. What does that day-to-day look like for you? And, you know, the, the baseline here is like, does it ever just blend in? Or do you see different aspects of the build as you're out? You know, I remember that. Like, is it a constant reminder? Or now, is it a set home and the the lot of small mini becomes one whole? You understand my yeah. question? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. how, how does that work for you when you're actually off the road? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying not to get emotional about it, but... <laughs> Just cry. <laughs> yeah. Um, this space really just became, goodness gracious, something <laughs> to be super proud of because it did involve, goodness gracious, so much work. And so when we're laying in bed at night or we wake up first thing in the morning and I can touch my kitchen cabinet cabinets and open them up and remember all the hard work we went through to build that, it really empowers a part of my heart and reminds me that I am strong and I am capable and if you have a dream, no matter how crazy it feels, you can actually accomplish stuff when you put your mind to it. And yeah, I, I love looking at different projects and remembering, oh, I remember when it was 115 degrees outside and we were out there sweating and chopping wood and putting this together. And now we have this beautiful art piece to look at and feel really accomplished about. Mm. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> and our... Oh, what? No, I, I was just agreeing because I do the same thing in my bus all the time. Yeah. Like, I'll, yeah. like, uh, it happened today. Like, I uh, used uh, J- T-nuts to lock in my cabinets, and I had to unscrew one. I was like, oh, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> like, the friends that were helping me at that time and where I was, I was in Colorado at the time and the weather and everything, it just, like, takes yeah. you right back. You go right back mm-hmm. to the memory. It mm-hmm. zips you into that full moment of feeling it. Yeah, like I don't think we're ever going to be able to live in something that someone else built just because it just wouldn't feel right. (laughs) It wouldn't feel livable. No, it wouldn't because there's so much character and so much thought process put into every piece of the house. You feel so spoiled living in like a customized thing. Yeah. Where everything's just right. Just for yourself. Mm -hmm. So what is the long-term goal for, for you guys and how does the bus fit into that long-term goal like for me for example like we we do the business here we're looking to buy land and the bus made it so i was never spending any money on myself really like my cost to live my funimation netflix cell phone health insurance everything's about a thousand dollars a month everything just went right back in the business which allowed me to hire more people and just keep growing and growing because i didn't need any resources i don't need fancy watches or any of that stuff and the bus helped me do that yeah. so in the long term when it pertains to you guys do you not necessarily it's financial or anything but how do you see the bus playing into your lives and how is it going to help you you know achieve the goals that you want to achieve yeah do you want me to get this one yeah okay uh yeah so we want to live in the bus for several years to come uh traveling around the country and canada to different farms and learning as much as we can about market gardening because our dream is to buy a piece of property 
maybe in Oregon, somewhere nice and green, maybe a valley or a mountainside, and turn it into a market garden homestead. And having the bus makes us, um, you know, makes us capable of traveling across the country and living on site and like seeing what other people are up to and educating ourselves uh, while being in the comfort of our own home and then coming back to our property where we could also live on the bus while we're building our next house and setting up our farm. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. It's an awesome goal. Long-term dream. Yeah, I think we could live in the bus. Oh, well, definitely. <laughs> I definitely think we'll live in the bus and build our cop house one day. Right. <laughs> so this is the last question from me, and I ask this to everybody. Um, again, 80-20, centered on the 20% that are considering this. If you were sitting down, say somebody is coming through here at Scalupalooza and they don't, they don't have a bus, but they drove their car in because they're interested, like they want to pull the trigger, but there's just one thing holding them back. If you were talking to them from your experience, what advice or what statement, what ethos would you, you know, put on them to think about to just pull the trigger and live this lifestyle? Because I think it's absolutely amazing. Like everything's staked on more and more people doing this lifestyle. It's what our whole business model is about, getting people to do it. Yeah. So from your experience, I'd love to know what you would tell those people, any advice. And again, it doesn't have to be rose colored glasses. It could be, it's going to be a lot of work, you know, which, but all of us know it is a lot of work to convert one of these buses. Mm -hmm. But you know, if, if you could give them the advice, give them that little nudge to, um, you know, take the leap and attempt this lifestyle. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, <laughs> let me think about my words. And take, um, take your time. The jump to move to schooly life involves a lot of fear. Um, fear of, am I gonna fit in with the lifestyle? Is it gonna fulfill me? Am I gonna feel like I have purpose still in my life through living in a school bus and traveling every day? Those were a lot of questions that came up for me personally. But what I've learned is about the jump, when you're there, you get to find new creative things about yourself and your personality. You meet tons of people that have unique homes and you meet these wonderful people through this lifestyle that took that jump and that leap to see if it fits for them and also it takes you out of the everyday nine to five I come home to the same apartment that looks the same as my next-door neighbors and you feel like you're left or you're living life just in a different scenario or the same scenario but in a different way uh, that actually just didn't end up making any sense but what yeah I get what you mean uh, yeah like you're you get to feel unique I guess and special I, I, yeah that's what I was trying to say live, live more deliberately in your own way yeah like, deliberately in your own way that's the way to say it yeah with your own style yeah and yeah <laughs> I mean I think it takes someone that lives the lifestyle to understand that you know, like uh, living uniquely in your own way. Because for me, I just feel lucky and blessed that I have the internet and these magic little boxes called laptops that produce light. And I press buttons and I'm yeah. able to live a life of freedom, you know. So yeah. I, I, I totally get what you're saying. So it is kind of one of those things until you live it, yeah. you're not going to quite understand. It. Right. Yeah. Um, anything else you guys want to add before you do the social shout outs and all that good stuff? 
What are you gonna add? I don't know. Um, <laughs> have fun with it. Yeah. Be unique with it. Yeah, I feel like I had all these things to say to like this hypothetical person who won't take the leap, but it always depends on what their hang-up is, you know? Yeah. And everybody has their own hang-up. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not something along the lines they're a caregiver or, you know, they need to support their family and they need an X amount of money because of, you know, reasons outside their control. It's not that. Mm-hmm. It's the people that could go remote. It's mm-hmm. the people that could do it. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's just maybe it's the voices inside their head, societal expectations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's nothing serious. Yeah. You know, where some people, they just have shit they got to do. Yeah. Right. You know, these are the people that do have the availability and the opportunity, and for whatever reason, they're not doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I definitely would say don't feel limited by the idea of living in a small space because it actually forces you to be outdoors more, forces you to be involved in your surroundings more, and it also, since you can customize it, however you need to customize it for yourself, you can really feel comfortable in a small space, which is great. Yeah, with our, like, large kitchen, large couches, good little, like, office zone over there, we haven't felt limited at all no. in the living space. It's Not been, at all. It's been perfectly enough. Yeah, we joke sometimes that this space sometimes feels too big for just us, too. Yeah, we have stuff we don't need yeah. all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> really helped us get rid of a lot of stuff in our lives that we didn't need, which was great. That's it. Minimalized a lot. Mm-hmm.